Hello and welcome to Open House, a property podcast focusing on the Geelong market, brought to you by this guy, Santa Claus, Ricky Fort from Geelong Real Estate Co. Ricky, you're all, all decked out for Christmas and you've brought a very special guest with us on the show as we return to the, um, the airwaves. We do. We've got Sean Gilbert, um, head chief of Geelong of realestate.com.au. So he's our um, accounts guru. He knows pretty much everything there is to know about the platform. So thanks heaps for joining us, Shawnee. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Good to be here. Ricky, I feel like you should uh, you should lead us off in this conversation because uh, you've been bugging me for weeks to get Sean on the show. Obviously, it's been a little while. <laughs> I think it's been about three months since we've recorded. I've got a 12-week-old now, so that's probably a bit to blame while we've been in hiatus. But, um, geez, Geelong property markets continued to thrive and uh, Sean and Ricky, you guys have seen it firsthand. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I guess in addition to that, um, my wife and I have actually been looking to do a bit of an upgrade ourselves. So you're, you're right in amongst the, the property search, as uh, many thousands of others who are loving what Geelong has to offer. Uh, pretty competitive out there. Prices are really strong for yeah, the right now. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's been really good. With you, Sean, what, what have you noticed about this Geelong market? Because it just, I see results every weekend and, and some, some results just shock me, to be honest. Yeah, it's no surprise. And I mean, Geelong's always offered significant value from a, a property perspective. And what you can get in the Geelong market and what's on offer in the Geelong market compared to, you know, the people wanting to get out of Melbourne or uh, even, you know, people wanting to buy in Geelong for the first time, the value is really good. Um, the higher end stuff, we're seeing a lot more of that sort of come to market, but also transact a, a lot quicker than what we've traditionally seen. Um, buyers are, are really liking what Geelong and the, the, the greater Geelong area has to offer. We're pretty lucky, right? I mean, a commute to work, if you live and work in Geelong, is pretty good apart from when you get stuck in the school traffic and that's first world problems. So um, I think we saw late last year that, you know, population growth across regional areas across the country had been pretty significant and that still continues. Uh, and I think that will probably continue just for a little bit, uh, a little bit longer as well. I think I did hear you on a, another property podcast back in May. It might've been based down in Torquay and you did talk about that uh, migration out of Melbourne and the migration into Geelong, you're still seeing that migration come from Melbourne. Well, it's interesting. Our, um, our I guess, data and insights team have recently uh, rolled out or are about to roll out a regional report. So they've been digging into a little bit more of the data that's a bit more current. We're still seeing that population change. Uh, Queensland's probably been the largest beneficiary of that given a range of factors, but more so restrictions and whatnot and that lifestyle that it offers. I think I said this in this other, the other podcast, I think we're lucky we live where we live for two things. One is we are regional. We have been treated a little bit differently most of the time, but certainly what we've got on offer. I mean, it's an out of the city if we need to go there. Uh, it's 20 minutes to some of the best beaches, you know, um, you, you can spend time at. Um, and it's a pretty good lifestyle. Uh, restaurants, we're seeing more of it, um, plenty, of, plenty of things for people to do, so it's great. For those that are listening via podcast, you won't be seeing the, the backdrop that Sean's got, but we are recording 
this via Zoom so you can jump in the Facebook group if you'd rather watch. But, Sean, I think we need to get you a, a ballerina or surf coast background there, mate. It does remind us of uh, Port Arlington. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I better, I better um, reach out to the powers that be, get something a bit more local, mate. So how is your house hunt going then? Can you give us a little bit of first-hand um, knowledge without um, you know, going too far deep into your, your private life? <laughs> oh, look, it's, you know, I'm, I'm like one of the 13.2 million Aussies that are visiting our website every single month, um, which has grown astronomically. I, if I take it back to March last year when COVID, you know, became a thing, um, our, our unique audience has grown by over 3 million people. Um, and that's significant over this time, but that shows you how important property is to people. That's not only buyers and sellers, it's renters, it's landlords and, and, and the whole lot as well. So I'm like one of those, uh, we are, my, my wife and I are like those people. Uh, I'm on, you know, if I'm on my computer, I can jump on the, the normal site and, and look at it in great detail. Or if I'm sitting on the couch and, um, you know, watching a bit of TV, the ad breaks, it's jumping on the app and, and, and having a look at that at the same time so it's um i'm on there probably way too much at the moment because i'm trying to trying to uh beat the competition i'm on it a lot i'm not uh looking to buy but i, I am addicted to it and you probably have found that uh there are users out there that that do get addicted to it i've just done a renovation so there's probably um people out there that like to see you know what houses are selling for and what sort of assets these houses have what their bathrooms look like uh, what their bedrooms look like and the kitchens and that sort of thing. Oh, absolutely. There's plenty of inspiration to be had. Um, and it's not just through the, the properties that are for sale and, and sold on the site. There, you know, there are other insights you can go into. Uh, we offer things around renovations, tips and tech techniques, interior design, the whole lot. So it is designed to be a one-stop shop, not only for someone looking to buy, but all the rest of it as well. And, Property is a pretty favourite pastime of everyone. So um, there's definitely definitely that happening as well. My gut feel is since the lockdowns ended, we have seen more stock on market um, come to the realestate.com.au platform. Um, it's probably going to dry up a little bit as we head into Christmas and then come back after Christmas. But stock on market levels, could you talk to us? There's clearly heaps of buyers out there, but have we seen more stock come on market in the last month and a half? Look, we've, we've definitely seen some more come on the market. And I think that probably coincided with Melbourne being able to get out of lockdown. So I know that there were lots of agents and vendors really wanting to capitalise, build competition. Uh, best thing to do is build competition for, you know, to get the best possible sale price. So being able to sort of delay that listing when uh, in time with the Melbourne market being able to get down here, here and inspect, we definitely did see... Uh, some more listings come on. That said, um, demand is still outweighing supply significantly. Uh, and I think that will be the case well into the new year. Um, that's, I guess, my prediction. No one really, really knows. I think new listings will probably, if they're not on now, then they're probably going to wait until the new year. Um, there's bucket loads of auctions that are, that are booked in between now and about the 18th of December. Uh, I think that last weekend in December will be quite active in this Geelong market to try and um, you know, get the, the, the sale done for the vendor, but also the purchase done for the buyer. They'd be pretty keen that it's a, it's a nice Christmas present to have. 
Um, then you see that bit of a lull, I guess, over Christmas and New Year. But January is one of our busiest times on site. So, you know, if um, vendors are out there thinking about when is a great time to list, um, when is, you know, when are the most amount of eyeballs on our site, January is a really good time. Now, that's no surprise if you think about it. We've all got a little bit more time on our hands. We are sitting around, whether it's around the pool on holidays or down the beach or whatever, um, you know, we've got that little bit of extra time. So we might be starting to think about that next move and that traffic across the January period does start to spike. Obviously, it's about trying to work that in with, you know, agents, with uh, getting photography done, videos, all that other stuff as well. Because I think this year, more than any other year, everyone's looking forward to a bit of a bit of time off. All right, we've got Ricky Fort back from Geelong Real Estate Co. We're talking about uh, listings. Uh, Ricky, ground truth. Have we seen more listings over the past couple of months? Um, it's hard to say. Like, I, I'm relatively consistent um, and not having anyone else in the office to bounce off in terms of other agents. But um, I'm kind of consistently seeing like seven or eight a month, which is relatively normal. I think we have probably seen, as Sean said, um, anything that is going to come on has come on now. So I don't think there'll be a lot more for the new year. I haven't said that. I've had a couple of photographs um, this week. But, yeah, that's probably going to be it. And then I think usually the second or third week of Jan, um, if that coincides with what um, Sean had to say, that's probably when it starts to fire up again. And I guess uh, holiday goers that come decide to, you know, holiday in Ocean Grove and Torquay, uh, you talk about um, people jumping on the app in January, Sean, there's probably there's probably that, isn't there? There's probably um, those Melbourne people or wherever you want to holiday. If you come and hol- holiday down here, you might be enticed to um, see what property prices are doing down here. And as you said, the value down here compared to Melbourne, it seems like that's what's driven this market over over the last, well, 12 months at least. Yeah, I definitely look again this year more than any other year, given travel restrictions and whatnot. Um, these regional holiday destination places will be inundated come Boxing Day. Um, the population will swell, and they're doing what we all used to do uh, when we were younger, and that was going for a walk down the street with mum and dad and walk past a signboard, walk past. Uh, a window and see you know what's for sale um then they start to go well okay what 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 can i get for the money that i'm prepared to spend and we start to have a look around now that doesn't always necessarily mean that something's going to transact but there's definitely a lot of interest in that um it probably happens a little bit later than that when everyone gets back to work and starts to work out what they can and can't do and through that feb march period you know the people that have been in those locations over over the summer periods tend to to really knuckle down on what they're looking for and and uh, start to, to reach out to agents and, and, and the like. Ricky, you've got some uh, pre-prepared questions. You've done a bit more homework than uh, than we have coming into this, but uh, hit, hit Sean up with some of your hard-hitting questions, mate. Um, I guess my questions were probably similar to what, yeah, other agents, uh, what buyers probably were thinking in terms of what's... Um, and he's kind of already answered that around um, what month we start to see things pick up on. But, Shawnee, um, do you have any data on um, how we were against this time last year, um, rounding out this year or potentially for, uh, for predictions for quarter one? So, like, how many new listings we would have seen across the broader Geelong for, you know, Q1? And be interesting to get your take on what you think we'll see. I know you're not an economist, obviously, but yeah. um, you're, you're 
old face, but yeah, so keen to hear what you think about the end of this year and what the start of next year looks like. Yeah, so I look, I, uh, I, it's a crystal ball, right? No one really knows the answer. Um, I we think, like crystal ball. On, <laughs> from a, I mean, from a, from a property seeker perspective, um, and I'll talk to some October data. I'm just looking at some stuff in front of me here. Um, we had a what one, sorry, 145 million visits to realestate.com.au in October. Now, I know that's a little while ago. The reason it's a little bit older is all this data is audited and it goes through Nielsen, who um, is kind of the, the person that, or the, the firm or the, the overarching um, resource that everyone relies on to, to vet this data. That was up 16% year on year. Now, we're going to put context into all this as well because this time last year, the market was going really, really well. So if we kind of take the COVID out of it, you've almost got to go back a couple of years to really get an idea in, on comparisons. Um, but that's really strong. Um, what's probably better is inquiry is up. Uh, so buyer inquiry reached records high, record highs in October and into November, and it was up close to 50% year on year. So that's significant. That's, that, that probably tells all of us that, you know, that supply and demand and that buyer urgency that we've had in the Geelong market, whereby the, the moment a property goes live on site, you guys would be inundated with inquiry, with phone calls, people trying to get in first before the competition. So I think that's probably going to still continue through, you know, the, the remaining couple of weeks based on the listings that are online at the moment. Um, we've, I think we've slow, we're slowly getting out of that um, listing phase of, you know, spring. We still have the spring market and auctions and all the rest of it. Then we have that bit of a lull over Christmas. Then you typically will roll into the sort of the autumn market. But there's never a bad time to sell, right? We know that there's, the buyers are looking all the time. So it's, I think it's a lot more consistent than what it ever was. You know, if, if, if a vendor is ready to go, they're ready to go now. So there's no point waiting till, you know, the autumn selling season, if you like, to, to get a listing on. I think probably the challenge that, that, that the market has is vendors um, are able to take advantage of that supply and demand at the moment and probably getting some, some really good results. I guess the challenge for them is if they're looking at the upgrade, so they're selling their own house, what is next to buy? And I think that's probably a conversation that we've been having in Geelong for a long, long time. Um, and it, again, it comes down to stock levels. So I can't imagine that stock levels are about to go through the roof in the new year. I think it's going to remain fairly consistent when we all get back to normal. Um, that, that is hopefully that the new norm is, is what we've experienced the last few weeks. Where we're able to sort of live a bit more freely and get out and about. So that would be my <coughs> kind of prediction as far as that goes. If you don't mind me asking, Sean, are you inclined to buy first and then sell to have that house secured, um, not knowing if the market's still got plenty more to run? Um, oh, look, it's going to depend on everyone's circumstances, really, and, and where they are, you know, financially. Um, I, I guess if, if you are selling, you, you're going to capitalise on that market. The challenge will be, um, you know, what you do in the meantime. Yeah. I mean, we, we've, we've seen from a rental market perspective, um, record low um, advertised days. Um, again, 
um, demand outweighing supply from a rental perspective um, and rental yields have, have kind of increased as well. So there's, there's all of those to consider for the, per, for the people that are buying and selling uh, in that same market. But it's all relative. If you buy and sell in the same market, um, okay, you'll get more, you'll pay more, but it's, it's the same if you did it the other way around, I think anyway. Um, it's probably just a matter, a matter of being organised and being prepared and ready. So if you are out there looking make sure that you've got all the, the pre-approved finance, you know what you can do, when you can do it and how quick you can do it. So you can make a move really, really quickly, I think. I was going to ask Ricky, uh, he's put a question there about some uh, key words that, that get um, listed on realestate.com. Ricky, what are some of the key words that the, the buyers are mentioning to you? Or I'm, I'm guessing words like uh, home office now that we're post-COVID um, as some of those sort of uh, uh, hits that you might see, Sean, on um, REA? Oh, it's definitely, that's a Gilbo question. But in terms of what um, what sellers are doing in terms of when they're advertising, yeah, I think we're trying to piggyback off that and make sure that we're, yeah, advertising, yeah, home office, that fourth bedroom, if there is one, that could be converted into that. Um, also, location stuff so i'm not sure what sean's seeing in terms of videos um on realestate.com but we're putting virtually everything with a video on it now um floor plans are like another another one that buyers that seem to be spending more time on the floor plan and just yeah see how they can incorporate a home office and stuff like that um and also location um people are just more more important than ever just want to make sure that they get that perfect um perfect location close to um, local parks, you know, kids swings and the local coffee shop or um, small stripper shops if they can. Sean, any keyword trends that you've noticed over the past sort of six months? I think the keyword trends are probably still on par with what we normally see. Um, and that's around pool, use, those sorts of things. Uh, I think they, you know, that's what it's all about. But I think Ricky's right as far as a marketing perspective. Um, the buyer now is a little bit more conscious of having that workspace at home if, if it's needed. Um, now, I know we're all getting back to offices now, but I think gone are the days where someone's going to commute to Melbourne five days a week. Uh, there's a lot more flexibility being built into all of that. So they're definitely looking for those types of properties that are going to help them um, work from home if they need to. They don't necessarily want to be working from home at the kitchen table with a couple of kids running around. So all of that, um, from a video engagement perspective, it went through the roof uh, through COVID and it was a way that agents were able to showcase properties to people who couldn't be there. I mean, we did see properties being bought through Facebook Live, like being inspected through a, a, you know, a, a FaceTime or, or whatever else it was. Um, video engagement was up in the hundreds of percents. So I haven't looked recently, but it was it was kind of through the roof. Floor plans become a really important thing because it helps people visualize living in there. I'm gonna be like people print them out, believe it or not. I mean, we live in it, we're talking about a digital platform, but they still print them out and start to white out a wall and draw another wall in here and imagine their furniture in there and all the rest of it as well. So I don't think those things change. Um, everyone wants just wants to visualize what they're about to to walk into. Absolutely. Ricky, I might ask some questions that we had from our uh, followers on Instagram and either yourself or Sean can jump in and answer these. Um, clearance rates. 
when the clearance when does the clearance rate indicate a buyer's or a seller's market and what are you seeing with clearance rates at the moment in terms of indicators um just a really basic understanding of that would be obviously when they're high it's a it's a um it's a seller's market when they're low it's a it's a buyer's market um i think it can be a bit deceiving what happens is um when the market so that, that it's kind of a um, self-fulfilling prophecy that um as the market gets worse um yeah people will start to shy away from auction so the auction clearance rate doesn't necessarily reflect how good or bad the market is geelong's pretty stable um with with that sort of thing um that goes well into a question i had actually um from one of my followers on social they're asking shawnee if there were potentially any new updates coming to rea because i know um this one particular client had suggested frustration with you'd love to be able to search via sale method i don't yep. know if that's a thing or if that's being thought about but for example being able to exclude auctions uh, I have no doubt that it would have been thought about through our sort of consumer research. That's one thing that we, we are red hot on. Uh, and it's the constant thing that we have to make sure we're, we're adapting to is um, consumer behaviour and what they're looking for. Um, there's lots of different ways that people use our site um, with, with various filters that they'll do. Um, uh, for instance, you know, 80% of 70 to 80% of our search comes from mobile device. Now that's no surprise, right? Because our phones are kind of glued to the side of our, our head these days. That said, the desktop traffic actually continues to grow. What it means is that people are using the different platforms at different times of the day to suit their requirements at any point in time. Um, from a, from a, a filtering perspective, we're always looking at different ways to improve uh, and provide the consumers with with what they're after. I think largely though, a lot of it gets governed by the major centres. So your Sydney and Melbourne market and seeing what's happening in those markets as well, because that's where I guess the lion's share of the transacting gets done. So keeping an eye on those trends. As far as auction and auction clearance rates, I, I mean, I agree with Ricky as far as obviously when they're higher, it means more auction, ten, tends to mean more auctions are happening in there and they're getting, the deals are getting done those days. That said, there's plenty of, of um, properties that are sold uh, outside of auction, and it's not a it's not a stat that gets looked at as far as you know the sale of those. I think the key to look at and you know identifying that is it a good time to sell is the days that that it takes for properties to transact, and as they're getting lower, it typically means that it's it's a seller's market, and as they start to um, progress out it's probably more of a buyer's market so that they're the things that I would look at in regards to that um, but yeah there, there's multiple ways multiple filters that everyone uses to get to that desired result another qu question on Instagram from Alep underscore Varma uh, do you have any data on the amount of investor held property in Geelong Sean and do you expect uh, increase listings as we get rate rises over the next uh, few years. Now, that's another crystal ball question there with rate rises, but uh, clearly there's plenty of demand at the moment, but will rate rises drive an increase in supply? Well, history tells us that it does. There's no doubt about that. Um, there is a correlation between rate rise and, and the amount of property that does um, 
get listed for sale. Um, again, it's a crystal ball. I think the, the I, there's a couple of things with the rental market, really, and, and Ricky would be able to answer this one probably even better than I would, in that those investors that might have owned something for, for 10 years are in a really strong position to be able to cash in that investment and move on to the next one. So that's probably prompted a few uh, a few landlords to well, vendors to, to cash in and, and move on. We also had some significant changes to rental legislation that rolled out this year um, that uh, gave the, the tenant, uh, I guess, a, a lot more, power's not the right word, but um, a, a lot more support, which meant that landlords were having to probably invest a little bit more in in, in um, in upkeeps property, uh, a lot more regulations in there. So that probably tended to mean that those landlords that weren't already in that strong financial position probably chose to, to look at offloading that asset at that particular time. Uh, but again, rental from an investment perspective in Geelong is still really strong. There's some great areas across the Geelong market that are really still really good value for money. And rental yields are still still really strong as well. So, I mean, a, a couple like Newcomb comes to mind. Uh, I get spoken about quite a bit from an investor perspective. Uh, and there's so, some other outlying areas as well. Ricky, this is a discussion we've had a bit um, on our few episodes, mate. But um, turn 9 on uh, Instagram, are prices growing faster than agents can keep up with or are they just getting it wrong? <laughs> You always ask me to speak on behalf of the of everyone, but um, oh, it's hard. Um, I think, Damien, you you fly the flag a lot more for the buyers, and I think you're kind of um, the Batman there. I, I think a lot of agents are getting it wrong, to be honest, to be pretty controversial, and I know you like to hear that, but, yeah, I think agents have got to do better in terms of lifting their prices and stuff like that, um, especially on auction campaigns when you've got four weeks to gauge feedback and get the price right. Um, I know, Damien, you had a question about my Autumn Street sale um, and going back to um, what Sean said about days on market being, the, you know, the biggest indicator, um, I think in a private sale, um, it's probably a little bit e um, harder to get it right. But with an auction, I think we need to be doing better and adjusting um, the range you know, accordingly. Well, there's our headline. Ricky Fort says agents are getting it wrong. That'll be on the uh, front page of GT this week. Um, but you, you're right. It's all about comparables. And it's not hard to jump on the realestate.com.au you website, Sean, and find sold properties. And, and especially in Geelong, where there are so many properties transacting, it can't be that difficult to find comparables, can it? I think you can always find a comparable, but ultimately, if someone falls in love with a place, that quite often they're, they're prepared to go to, to whatever lengths that they need to go to to secure it. So there'll always be circumstances where you, you can, it's, it's kind of impossible to get right. Um, I mean, we all love to go to auctions and 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 have a look at results. Um, for and again, results is, is a big a big thing for our consumers. And one of the busiest times on our site is on Saturday afternoon when we send out the auction the the weekly results. Now that coincides with auction results, but it also gives results for the week. It's one of the busiest times on our site, so we love to see those results. But I, like, how many times have we all been to an auction and you go? 
I think that's worth that. And based on comparables, it is every day of the week. And all of a sudden, yeah. it's sold for well and truly above what we all thought. So I guess value becomes is really in the eye of the, the purchaser a lot of the time as well. Um, so it, it's no perfect science. And in a, in a market that's been shifting really quickly, I'm pretty sure, Ricky, you might have been out to appraisals um, and, and spoken to a potential vendor and between when you spoke to them and, and when the property went to market, the market has moved and that's how much it, it has moved this year really quickly. So it is, it is, it's, it's hard to get right. Yeah. I think it's probably just when, um, as I said, over a four week auction campaign. And I think a lot of, if you, especially you read on the um, Geelong Addy um, Facebook page when they talk about, you know, another property that sold 200 grand or 300 grand or 400 grand above reserve. I think the negative sentiment is like very, you know, buyers and their feedback and their budgets on, on a particular property. But like so many times you go to a property and um, yeah, the expectation, you know, you, you're based off comparable sales, Damien, you had that one in Cumberland street, you know, the, the oh. property next door sold and you, you hit the nail on the head. There's comps if you, if you, if you look for it. Um, but yeah, even, even me, like you're still surprised by the amount of interest in, in some of these things. And, and as you said, Sean, um, just that emotional price, people just prepared to stretch. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I think, uh, I think the issue is not so much what the result is, but it's what it's listed for in the first place. And you can usually tell from a listing pretty early on if they've got it right or if they've uh, overlooked some pretty comparable results that have gone a bit higher. And But, Sean, you are right. There are those emotional buyers that send send them a high. And I posted one on the weekend in East Geelong. It's a suburb that I live in and think I know pretty well, but I was shocked with a, a result that something like $1.35 million for a three-better in East Geelong. Yes, it had character, but clearly – couple of emotional buyers have pushed it well beyond any sort of comparable for a three-bed um, two-bath in East Geelong. But, yeah, as Ricky said, it's the ones where you've got a duplex and the one next door sold three months ago and they're, they're listing it a lot less than, than what the uh, obvious comparable was. So um, interesting one there. Another one... I think if I could just kind of add to the, the emotional yeah. buyer, I think the key for, for vendors looking to sell is to absolutely listen to the advice of their agent around marketing the property, putting it together with the video, with all the, you know, the styling, with the exposure you can get, because you want to be able to expose it to the most amount of people possible regardless. Um, and, you know, as the, the $1.4 million buyer buys that one in East Geelong, that's one less $1.4 million buyer that's in the market. So making sure that all of those all those ducks are in a row from a marketing perspective to get it out to the biggest audience is going to be the best thing that you could do to find that emotional buyer to create competition to get the best possible result at the end of the day. I think you're right, Sean, and uh, probably no better place to market your uh, home than realestate.com.au. Reese <laughs> wants to know what can be done to bring house prices down. What hope have our kids got, Sean? They're going to be oh, living in apartments. Golly, uh, I it's I wouldn't you would I wouldn't even know where to start. I mean, we know that the federal and state governments have tried various things over a long, long period of time to to help out first home buyers to try and 
um, you know, uh, help affordability and the like. Um, I, I don't think there's a perfect answer to any of this. Uh, it does worry you though with your kids and 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 what the future holds. There's no doubt about it. Um, Australia is one of those countries that everyone like the I guess the the pinnacle of personal success is is purchasing the family home. We're different to a lot of other countries, you know, where it, it's not a it, it's it's okay to rent and and the like. Um, I think as I mean Geelong's expanding rapidly. You know, it wasn't it was only probably eight years ago that Armstrong Creek was kind of started, and we look at it now. Um, you know that that urban sprawl is going to continue. That's probably where you know that that entry level starts to happen. Um, and I guess, like many people, it depends on on where you want to start as well. I mean, for, for my wife and I, it was the clinker brick place in in Heighton that we lived in that had a dodgy old kitchen and bathroom full of asbestos for a couple of years before we could even afford to do anything with it. And you you start at the bottom and work your way up. Um, what did you pay? Sorry, mate. I think he wanted to. What did you pay for that? Well, it was it was under three hundred grand, and that's twelve years ago, right? Mm. That was a lot of money back then as well. And and as prices are now, it's a lot of money now. Um, it's grown astronomical. We see, you know, year on year growth of property prices. It, it's you know, it's it's gone um, pretty crazy the last couple of years. I know the CBAs anticipating that to probably correct itself a whisker over the next 18 months on the back of some continued growth in the next 12 months as well. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. The CBA always get it right, don't they, Sean? <laughs> well, that was the headline anyway. And I mean, we're <laughs> heading into an election year, right? So yeah. um, the property, all, what last the last federal election property was, you know, on the tip of everyone's tongue. Um, I'm sure it will be as well. Another, you know, key focus for, for, for that election year as well. So we'll, we'll wait with bated breath to see, with, uh, to see what the, the parties come up with. I'm not sure what you know about the Home Buyers Fund. I had a question from Ollie. Do you see the Home Buyers Fund just pushing prices up in Geelong on houses under 950K? Did a bit of research. I think the government's offering a sort of shared equity where they put down part of the deposit. Um, so a, a buyer for a house under 950 can put down 5%. The government will put in 20% and then own 20% of that property with the opportunity for that um, homeowner to eventually buy that share back. I'm not sure how much you know about that um, program, but whether that might push prices higher. I'm not familiar with that one, Damien, to be brutally honest with you. I, I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah. I had done a little bit of research, so it is live, but obviously it hasn't got a lot of traction, but it's probably a a question for a, um, a, you know, a property planner or a buyer's agent who might be, yeah, helping a young couple instead of um, you know a four or five hundred thousand dollar house, they might look to push to buy a six or seven hundred thousand dollar house, and uh, the government will own part of that that equity. But they get into perhaps that that family home earlier, and then um, as their income increases over time, they can look to buy that back. I'm not sure it's going to have a material effect on the market personally. Sean, interesting. When we talk about locations, are that I'm not sure whether you can answer this, but do many people search Greater Geelong or are they specific in the suburbs that they're searching? 
Yeah, so it probably it probably really determines on where the buyer's coming from mm. or the the the, the research is coming from. I think locals are really they know the suburbs, they know where they want to live. They're they're really good at, at, at narrowing in on that. But those buyers that are coming from out of the market, um, you know, their first search might be Geelong. Geelong itself as a, as a suburb doesn't have a huge amount of real estate to sell. There's some beautiful properties for sale in Geelong, don't get me wrong, but a lot of it lies in the suburbs. So they might start with that as their first port of call. Uh, we also have the greater region search that allows them to pick up that whole local government area, which is very vast. And that obviously includes the Ballerine Peninsula because it sits under that Geelong, City of Greater Geelong, and that's how we look at our greater region searches. So I think what a consumer will do most of the time is they've got a fair idea of basically where they want to go, and then they start to learn. Uh, the beauty of our site is you, you've got suburb profiles, you've got... Um, yeah, different, like I said, different ways of filtering, whether it be a, might be a map search or uh, whether, you know, you, you stick to the normal list view, as we call it, to, to do your research. And that's why there's so many different ways to do it uh, because people um, like to, to use it in a way that's convenient for them to find the result that they're after as well. Interesting. Ricky, um... I think you're, what are you, 36 or 37 properties sold so far on your mission to 100? And tell us about the, they had a land sale in Geelong West, which might have been a record per square metre. Yeah, yeah Donaghy Street. Um, so there was a block of six or seven um, blocks of land there, 165 square metres each, and we were selling those for around the 429, I think. So, yeah, as far as I'm aware, I don't know if Sean's got that sort of data. Damo, you're normally the, the data man, but I've, I've, I've been told from the sources that that's a record um, per square metre for a block of land. So, yeah, 430K for 160 square metres, it's crazy. And they plan to fit a townhouse on that? Yeah, I think there's, the, there's plans for three bed, two bath, one car on those. So it's incredible. Um, going back to what you said before about the market and um, I think a lot of people have just lost hope because when you talk about areas um, like Armstrong Creek that Sean mentioned before and Mount Dunedin, um, I know Damien, we've spoken on the podcast in the last couple of weeks, different um, suburbs maturing and becoming million dollar suburbs that we had um, obviously Newtown first and then Geelong West and everything, but um just recently I sold a property out in Mount Dunedin for a thousand uh, for a million that um, ultimately in you know three or four years ago or seven years ago when when the suburb was kind of just getting started that was the sort of thing you would have paid 550 for so it's just incredible that people have had to spread further and further and further out and now even out there they're, they're not necessarily getting the value they were a few years ago yeah I think it's a pretty common case um... I'm not sure what I'm not really sure what can be done. I'm not sure. Look, interest rates increasing might slow it down a bit, Sean. But uh, as you said, I think CBA is predicting a five percent drop um, in property prices, maybe 2023. So there's still a bit to run in this market. Look, it probably is. I think from a buyer perspective, you've got to look at all avenues. You know, if you if you're wanting to get into the market. It might mean you live a little bit further out in the city. It might mean that you're in a townhouse, not uh, a house on, you know, 700 square metres and the like. So 
it, it, it probably does limit choice a little bit. But ultimately, you know, if you if you're out there looking all the time, you, you're going to educate yourself uh, the best on the market, what you can afford, what you're after, uh, and hopefully, um, more people can get that than not. Sean, you're being generous with your time. Tell us, you're leaving Highton. Are you staying in the Geelong region? No, look, we love where we live. Right, it's really convenient. It's close for our kids for school. Um, it's it's easy to get around. There's a, you know, the Heighton, little Heighton shopping centre is not far away. Um, so, yeah, we're pretty keen on staying in our little area, um, as are lots of other people as well. So uh, the competition's, competition's hot, but we'll, we'll keep our eye out and uh, you never know what, 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 will, what will happen. And Ricky, sure. on the- I was going to say, with Sean's relationships with all the agents in Geelong, <laughs> are you a fan? Buyer's advocate, or are you happy to take these guys on head to head? What was that? Sorry, mate. I was just saying, um, with the with obviously you know all the local agents in Geelong. So is this something when you're looking for a new place, you'd probably look to engage a buyer's advocate, like um, some of the ones we've had on the podcast previously, or are you happy to take you know these agents on head to head and try and find something yourself? Fend oh. off orders and. For me, I think it's really important to establish a relationship with 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 who you're gonna who you want to well, the the people that have got the properties for sale. I think having an open, honest conversation and saying, you know, what you're prepared to go, what what you think it's worth, and the like. I think that only helps. I, I you know, the kind of smoke and mirrors. Yeah, nah, I, I don't think that that's going to help people get into a market. So. Seeing stuff that goes online, if we if if it's something we like, it's pick up the phone and have a conversation and and, and let them know an intent. I think is really important because that way they can keep you informed. It'd be a real shame if something went to market that I was interested in and I didn't reach mm-hmm. out to someone, and all of a sudden I find out that it sold prior to auction because someone gave a great offer. Um, I, this happens all the time, so I think me and I'd recommend others to do this as well is talk to the agent that's got the property for sale, let them know that you are interested have a conversation because it'll go two ways um, and they'll know your intent. So that's pretty much how I would handle it. And, and that would be my advice to others. Don't sit, if, if you're really keen, don't sit on your hands and wait, definitely have the conversation for sure. I think that's great guys advice. I mean, not many um, people come on the show as a buyer. So we've kind of been lucky that, Sean is here to serve two purposes, but um, I think uh, Ben Riddle, one of my first bosses, taught me that. There was a saying that buyers are liars. They never tell you exactly what they've got to spend. And I think it's a double-edged sword because um, while agents, some agents are seen to do the wrong thing, you'd be underquoting, et cetera, a lot of buyers don't help the cause by, as Sean said, playing smoke and mirrors and that sort of thing. I like it when a buyer is exactly that, just honest with me. They tell me their budget, et cetera, because if I can't help them on this property, I know they're the sort of person I want to help find something else yeah and I, mean, I, I for me it's not about trying to buy the thing before it goes to auction because right now it's probably the right way to market a property and create competition and, and all the rest of it but if you if you know if you didn't let the agent know that you were keen and you were going to wait for auction and it sold you'd be probably pretty disappointed so I would encourage everyone to pick up the phone send an email have a conversation um and and uh, really, you know, if you if you're really in on it, then um, make I guess put your put your case for.
I was just saying before uh, before we let the buyers go, uh, the listeners go. Sorry, is there um, any anything new coming to REA that you're allowed to speak of, or is there a, a date set for any new updates? I know you guys are constantly trying to reinvent the wheel over there. So, uh, I think one thing's for sure: it's always changing. I mean, I go back to what the website looked like ten years ago when I started, versus now, and it's chalk and cheese. Uh, you look at. I I remember getting a. Uh, it was a company congratulations when the app had been downloaded a million times. And I think it's, it's on, uh, don't quote me on the exact number. I don't, don't know it definitively, but it's on something like seven or 8 million phones now. So it, it, ch- it changes all the time. Um, you'll always notice little updates that come through for, from a consumer perspective. And you're a consumer because you're engaging in the real estate um, market as well. Um, from new things, there's no doubt there'll be some new stuff. None that I'm aware of just yet, to be brutally honest with you. Um, but oh, when great. they come out, we do our best to, to get out to, to all of our agents and let them know um, so that they've got the, the best resources available. Definitely. And lastly, Shawnee, um, the question in terms of um, sellers researching agents, obviously, um, Talk to them about how REA plays a big part in that. I know there's lots of companies like um, Rate My Agent, Open Agent, like all these companies that are essentially trying to sell leads um, back to the agencies, which doesn't always relate to or translate, sorry, to um, the best agent for the job. What's the way that an, a, a, a seller can try and help themselves picking the right agent? Yeah, I, um, I think it's do your research. And I, I think... Sellers do that. I think buyers do that as well. They're researching the market, uh, looking for, and it, it depends. It might be the local area specialist. It might be uh, that, you know, that might be what that particular seller's after. They might be after someone who markets property a little bit differently. They might be after, um, you know, different types of content and, and the like. So I think from a perspective, seller perspective, perspective is, again, pick up the phone and have a conversation. Um, you know, a, a, a blurb of an agent only says so much about someone, um, but engaging with them and establish a re- establishing a, a relationship, I think it is the best way to start. Uh, you'll learn a lot from an agent by talking to them, I think. Uh, we, we learn a lot from humans by talking to them, let's be honest. So having that face-to-face connection is, is really important. Um, I think more more people are going down that path as opposed to the email that's kind of a little bit um, anonymous. So I think they're doing their research, they're reading about the agent, what they specialise in, how they go about it, how they differentiate in the market, what they do differently than others and and so on and so forth. Um, But I'd certainly encourage everyone that is looking for an agent to pick up the phone, have a chat. You'll you'll find out a lot more um, by doing that, I think. Sean, appreciate your time today. Uh, Good luck with your house hunt. We know, Ricky, that all the agents watch and listen to our show. So I think it might be the agents picking up the phone to call Sean to sell you a house, Sean. Uh, Ricky, I'm busy on, uh, well, sorry, I'm not busy on Saturday. So what open houses are you sending me to? Uh, There's a Beauty on, um, I think there's, there was just an article in the GT actually about Morlap. I've just got a, a ripper on there. Um, 
about five acres for a lifestyle property. That's a great one. Um, I think you mentioned I've got a, a pretty cool little place in Thompson on St Albans Road. Those looking to get into the East Geelong kind of demographic or that area without the necessarily the, the budget of the East Geelong. Uh, what else is there? Um, I'll come back to you, mate. I'll put it in the comment section. Yeah, Moolap, Thompson, Armstrong Creek, Geelong West. He's a man about town, Ricky Fort. Doesn't matter where you live. Ricky can sell your home. Contact him at... Uh, Geelong Real Estate Co. Sean, Ricky, it's been a pleasure today. Thanks for your time. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Ricky. Thanks for tuning in to Open House. We've got more coming your way. Give us a follow on Instagram at Open House Podcast and on Facebook. And please remember, all advice is general in nature. If you are looking to purchase a home or sell a home, please seek professional advice.